Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey everyone, it's Anna. And it's Ashley. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you're all safe and healthy. Yes, we're all still stuck at home, but we've got a great guest for you today. Mm -hmm. Her name is Elizabeth Martin. She is a licensed acupuncturist. Yay! I'm so excited to talk about this. She's a Chinese medicine expert who owns hands-on acupuncture in Long Island. So Elizabeth has obviously recently pivoted to seeing patients virtually, and now she's here joining us virtually to talk about how we can be boosting our immune system, the benefits of acupuncture and acupressure, all sorts of great things. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited to give you some tools with calming stress and boosting immunity during this time. Oh my gosh. Don't we all need that? Yeah, we're here for it. All <laughs> right. All so that. Before we dive in with your awesome tips, I just want to say I'm a huge, huge fan of Chinese medicine. It's worked personally for me. Before we get into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work and also how you're holding up in, in, with all this change right now? Sure. Um, so I'm a licensed acupuncturist. So I went to school near College of Health Professions. Um, I have a personal story of childhood trauma and I was diagnosed with PTSD. And acupuncture and Chinese medicine is what really brought me out of that. Um, I believe in uh, bridging the gap between East, Eastern and Western medicine. I think we it's so important to have both, uh, both of those options, you know, all of those options. So um, I used acupuncture and herbal medicine and exercises, qigong exercises, and I was able to get off medication um, wow. with the acupuncture and Chinese medicine. That's um, great. Yeah, so um, it was great to be on medication, I guess, for a short period of time, but I noticed there were some side effects, and it really wasn't addressing the, the root cause of the illness. So when I started to do acupuncture, I was hooked with it and I wanted to become an acupuncturist and um, I'm also a martial artist. So I had a lot of injuries. So I, I started with that, but a lot of people don't know that acupuncture in Chinese medicine is really great for the emotions. And that's something that I probably treat the most of in my practice. Um, and I do treat a lot of teachers. Um, my mother was a teacher and uh, she, she retired after 30 years and I just saw the stresses that she had to endure and I you know I believe that teachers are healers as well so I, I can only imagine that right now teachers are going through so much stress but what something you said was really really interesting to me I I did not know that you could use acupuncture for emotions yeah it's one of the number one things that I treat in my office in Stony Brook um, but I've been able to pivot it really well because acupressure can be just as effective as acupuncture. Okay, and, I, just lost um, you. I just lost your audio on that. Could you say that part for me again? Acupressure can be just as... Sure. Acupressure can be just as effective as acupuncture. It, um, it works with the meridians in the body. Um, you know, so what I love about Chinese medicine is it addresses the emotions. You know, we look at the full picture. We're not just looking at the physical, we're looking at the spiritual and the emotional and the way that we diagnose is through patterns. So different emotions actually affect different parts of the body. So um, when we're able to identify what emotions are coming up, we can, we can treat a patient um, a lot better. Wow. I think that's so fascinating. And that's something that I've found too, like it, acupuncture for me has sometimes been 
a very emotional experience. I, when I've had it, I started crying and I don't know why I'm crying, but I feel like it's a release. Is that something normal that people experience? Yeah, it can be normal. What happens is emotions like that you're not expressing get stuck within the body. And when you're crying, that's, that is a form of release and it's actually a really great thing. You know, we know as Chinese medicine practitioners that when you're not actually expressing your emotions, so much of us don't deal with our emotions we just kind of hold them in and we don't talk about it and that's what causes disease that's you know it's it's been interesting to me you know I, I treat cancer patients I treat teachers you know um, stress and overwhelm gets held into in the stomach area um, when you're anger angry that gets held in the you know the liver and the gallbladder um, and it's been interesting to see like when people are having really long-standing emotions and how they can actually affect you physically. Um, so what I love about Chinese medicine is that we're able to identify the issues before they manifest to a physical aspect. So by, by talking about the emotions and the experiences somebody has gone through. So for somebody who's never done acupuncture, and I, I hear you talking about everything that, that, um, that it goes through. Uh, for somebody who has never um, done this, um, and they're a little bit wary of it. I know you're sitting here touting all of the wonderful things you say it is. Talk to me as somebody who's never done it and why it's something that I should do in conjunction with Western medicine and also how could it be, how is it really good for me? How is it to, to alleviate my emotions and my stress? Sure. Um, well, when you're doing acupuncture or acupressure, what it does is it sends a signal to the brain to release um, those neurotransmitters like epinephrine, norepinephrine, um, those that help calm the body down. So it does work with the nervous system, but the way that acupuncture works is there's a set of meridians or pathways in which energy flows and they all connect within the organs. So when um, the way that I explain it to my patients is it's like mini river docks, you know, so in order to have a nice, healthy immune system and we want, you know, and we believe that the body can heal itself. If your body is free flowing of chi, so if you have healthy rivers flowing through you, that's vital life force energy, then your body has the ability to heal itself. So as acupuncturists, um, we are addressing, you know, we're looking at the body and seeing where what aspects of the body are getting blocked. So if you think about a river, a nice healthy flowing river is one that's like gushing and you get the white froth that's going, but then there are parts to a river where there's a dam and that's a complete blockage. And that to us uh, is a representation of pain or some sort of sickness that's happening. Um, and then there are some parts to a river where maybe it's like slower moving and it's not moving as, as fast and that can show and you know, that's, it's more stagnant. So stagnant can also create sickness within the body. So as acupuncturists, we're trying to identify where, which meridians and which pathways through the organs are, are, are um, blocked. So I guess someone that's coming in with anxiety, we treat a lot of people like that. And usually they're like, I don't like needles. Like nobody likes needles, um, but they're so thin. So a normal syringe needle, you can actually fit 40 acupuncture needles in one syringe needle. They're so tiny. They're like little hair thin um, pieces and you barely feel it when you go in you might feel just like a slight pinch 
Um, but typically at my office, we will make sure the patient's comfortable. We talk with them. We have a really good bedside manner. I'm really strong on educating um, because I know that this is a very foreign thing to so many. And, um, you know, uh, but somebody with anxiety, it can really help um, with the physical manifestations. So, you know, some people get heart palpitations or they, you know, they black out, they get headaches, they um, have a hard time. So hard time dealing with stress. So what acupuncture does, it, it uses its body, your body's natural ability to relax. It has a lot of the same chemicals from, you know, brain chemicals that are used within medication to naturally help the body to to calm down. I hope that answers your question. Yeah. <laughs> that was so thorough. I mean, I, I, right. that was amazing. And now I'm sure all of our listeners are like, okay, so how do I do this to myself at home? So Elizabeth, can you like walk us through an acupressure treatment of, so we're all stuck at home. We obviously can't go and get acupuncture, but you're saying we can do it to ourselves at home. So can you walk our listeners through that? Like I'm going to do it as you talk. Right, I'm going to do that too. Tell me something easy. <laughs> I'm going to have to explain it very well since it's not visual. So, um, but acupressure, so the way acupressure works is that instead of using a needle, you're actually using either your thumb, your pointer finger, or maybe like the end of a pen cap or something like that. Um, and you are um, pressing on tender points within the body. So the way that we view, um, you know, if you have a more tender point, that's really the area that really probably needs more focus because that's where the energy is getting stuck. So um, there's one very specific point on the, on the hand that I use a lot with the patients. Um, and it's right on the wrist. It's the, on the inside of the wrist. Um, and if you follow the pinky down to the right under where, you know, where your hand starts and your wrist begins, mm -hmm. um, follow your pinky down and then right where the wrist is, where the wrist and the hand start, there's a point right on the um, tendons that you can press on. And don't worry if you don't get the exactly right point. You're not going to do any damage to the body. You might just not have as good of effects. So when you press on an acupressure point, you can either just press down. You can do clockwise circular motions. And I guide the patients through um, breath work. So you want to do five to ten breaths for each point because the breath is going to help ignite the energy. Um, typically, I will put on some relaxing music and guide them through it. It's almost like a type of meditation. Um, and when I'm having them breathe in, I have you breathe. So we'll do it, we'll do it together. Ready? So I'm going to have you take a deep inhale in. One, two, three, four, five. And release it out. One, two, three, four, five. When you're breathing, you want to focus on making your belly rise. Try to focus on breathing in through your belly and not through your chest because when you breathe in through your chest, it can cause more anxiety if you're doing it at a rapid motion. A lot of people don't realize that breath has a huge, um, a huge aspect to how we're feeling. So if you're doing slower, more mindful breath work into your belly, that's going to naturally allow you to calm down. So that's that's one point. So we usually go through several. I'm not sure how many you'd like me to show you today, but this one is really great for acupressure. I, um, really great for insomnia, really great for anxiety, calming the mind. Um, 
I'm oh. definitely going to try it. I'm, yeah, gonna I'm like doing it now. I'm fascinated. <laughs> okay, so um, how many times a day and like for how long should someone be doing acupressure on themselves? Sure. So you could do it multiple times throughout the day. I would say at least once a day you want to do, you know, each point you want to, and whatever point you do on one side, you want to also do it on the other side mm -hmm. um, just to balance out the energy. Um, and you want to take five to 10 breaths for each point. Um, and I would do it every day. And it's usually a combination of points I will give to the patients. Um, and it usually takes about 20 minutes a day. So it's so important to have the self-care during this time because, yeah. I, you know, I'm more worried about definitely I'm protecting myself for the virus and everything, but I'm more worried about the state of everyone's mental health with this because yeah. there's just so much transition and a lot of people aren't used to being, you know, techie and, you know, having to do everything from home. So it's been a really great aspect to help uh, my patients through. I, I mean, we, we talked about this with some of our other guests that, I don't, I, I know that a majority of the population, all of us, we never realized how mentally strong we have to be. Yeah. Because this isn't just stay at home and watch TV or do, right? I mean, that's not, that's not what we're doing. We're still trying to lead uh, sustainable, productive lives. In Absolutely. the middle of a tra global trauma and, and having all the kids at home, and worrying about the health of our family. I mean, it's, it's a lot. And so lot. like yeah. having, having things like this in our toolbox, I mean, we talk about this, this is like the number one thing we need to be doing right now is taking care of ourselves, our health, our mental health, emotional, spiritual health too. Right. Yes. Yes. I agree. I mean, I have two little ones at home too, and I'm seeing, you know, I'm treating a lot of teachers that are home. Now they have to learn they need to learn how to teach online now and they need to learn um, how to like what to do with their kids. You know, now they have to homeschool their kids and then they have to teach, um, you know, the, the parents and the kids and, and how does a kindergartner learn online? I don't know. You know, like that's gotta be, that's gotta be really tough, you know? So they're trying to carry on the weight of the world. So we're all trying to, you know, everybody's in it, but I feel like especially those that are still working might even have it harder because you're trying to navigate this new normal of being online. You know, I, I think it, it's funny because I almost kind of think that parents are more worried about the technical aspects of learning than the kids are. At least I know when it comes to mine, and mine are older than, than Ash, I, I have um, I, I have two teenagers. She just turned uh, a teenager this, this month. <laughs> but I have two teenagers, and... You know, both of them are like, I'm like, hey, Alexandra, you know, your teacher sent you an email. I know. You got to do this. I know. I saw it. Got it on my phone. And I'll say, hey, Joe, you know, your teacher talked about there's a video that you can do, do Blackboard collaboration. He's like, I saw it. I got it. I'm good. I'm on it. I'm like, oh, you know how I do I mean, it's fine, Mom. I got it. Okay. Yep. All right. And so when we and – that, and that's not just because – my children are, 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 are children of video producers. Uh, I think that children, when it comes, you're talking about your, your kindergartner learning via tech. I think that to them, that's second nature. And to us, it's really stressful. Yeah. I, I know it is for me. I need to make sure they have that and they've, they've got it. Yeah. It's so true. We don't need to be worrying as much as we do. But we yeah. do. We, we can. I, 
Well, I was also going to ask, what about doing acupressure on kids? Is that something that you would recommend? Yeah. I mean, usually tip kids are a lot more like receptive to it. It's actually works quicker for them because they oh, just wow. have high energy. So yeah, acupressure, I was already doing acupressure physically in my office before this all happened. And, um, Actually, I just posted on my Facebook today me doing acupressure on my son, who was two at the time. So, <laughs> with uh, helping to calm his, you know, calm, calm little kids too. So, wow. it's really effective for kids. Uh, wow, that's amazing. Okay, so we're gonna have to definitely tell everybody where to find you. But um, I also want to talk about you're launching a new workshop. It's on the five elements, and I saw that you also have a quiz on your website about the five elements. I am so fascinated by this. So I started taking the quiz and I didn't get to finish it yet. But I, like, how did the five elements play into our healing? Like, give us a tutorial and a one on one on this. Sure, thank you. So um, the five elements are earth, water, wind, uh, earth, water, fire, metal, and wood, and they represent the organ systems within our body. So what I had mentioned before, so over, you know, the about the emotions, we categorize that. So the earth element is the spleen and the stomach. The liver is the wood is the liver and the gallbladder, and they represent the meridians or the patterns in which we diagnose. So when you learn to understand your, and then, so we have this organ systems within our body, but then we represent different elements within a community. You know, we are all individuals. Like we can't, we, you know, what I love about Chinese medicine is it's such an individualized medicine. You might come in for a headache, Anna might come in for a headache, and I'm going to treat you different based off of what I'm seeing within the body. So when you start to understand your element archetype, so when you take the quiz, you can figure out what element you are. And typically, whatever that archetype is for you, you have certain strengths and weaknesses. So for instance, you know, somebody that's a wood um, archetype, they're typically very strong and athletic and um, flexible, but um, they may, but some of the weaknesses of a, of a wood is they might be impatient, they're very bossy, you know, they might have a tendency to have more um, musculature issues. They might have issues with their uh, liver and gallbladder. So when you understand your archetype, you have a better understanding of your body, your energetic body, and how you can um, learn to prevent disease um, through energetics. And, and so what is your website? So we can tell people where to go to, to check sure. this <laughs> um, It's www.handsonacupuncture.com. And acupuncture is spelt with one C after the A, so handsonacupuncture.com. And then if you want to take this quiz, it's forward slash quiz. So, so you can figure out what element you are, what element archetype you are. I have another question on the quiz. I noticed that you have to take it twice. The first is if you were a child, so between the ages five to seven, and then as an adult. So why is that? Sure. So the first time when you're a child, you know, what happens is when when we become adults, you know, we have these con constraints of how we should be and how we should act. And, you know, children are like so free, like you really are who you are when you're a child. Yeah. And through society, what happens is you start to get these like mental, emotional blocks um, of how you should be, you know, so the first time is like who you really are um, constitutionally, like as a child. 
And then the second time you take it is like the current day. And it's kind of, it's like a little assessment to see if you are not in alignment with who you really are. And then it shows you um, what kind of blockages you might have. So um, taking the second time is showing you what imbalances that you have within the body. I can't wait to finish taking this quiz. And I was fascinated. So I encourage all of our listeners to check it out too. And the workshop sounds incredible as well. I know. So, I can't wait to take it. Yeah. So one more time, give us your website and also your social media handles so we can find you and follow you. Sure. Thank you. Um, it's www.handsonacupuncture.com. And then if you're going to take the quiz, it's forward slash quiz. Um, and I am Mindful Mompreneur on Instagram. And <laughs> I am. <laughs> That's fun. Yes. Um, and also on, I'm on Facebook with Hands on Health Wellness. And um, yeah, you can learn more about the workshop. I develop a workshop. It's called Five Elements of Freedom that, um, where you can learn to identify blocks within your body through the five elements. And then you are given specific acupressure points for your individual um, archetypes, and you'll learn how to um, diagnose your own energy through Chinese medicine. Amazing! I know that's really cool. I'm really excited about to, to, to try some of these things that you just you just sent me, and I really want to I want to share this with some of the. I, I have a Facebook group with the people who take my workshops, and so um, I really want to share them because so many people who do, you know, who, who come to to Ashley and I, you know, they're really high stress people. Including, yeah. Ashley and I. including Ashley and I, we're high people too. Yes, but we've been, I mean, I truly am a testimony to the power of acupuncture and Eastern medicine just because yes. we talk a lot on the show about my health crisis of Lyme disease and how Western medicine like really didn't cut it for me. It was a full spiritual um, healing that included a lot of Eastern medicine as well and, and acupuncture played a big role and still does. And now I'm going to start watching all your acupressure videos so I can do it at home since I can't go to my acupuncturist right now. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think it's so important, especially as entrepreneurs, as moms, as educators, as you know, people that are influencers, we, we need to take care of ourselves. And I feel like our energetic, our energy is so important to our businesses too, you know, so yeah. if we're taking care of ourselves, we're able to, you know, we can better take care of those around us. So that's really part of my why is like healing myself for the sake of healing the future generations. And I just think of my, my kids and I want to show them that, you know, it's, it's not a selfish thing to have the self care. And it, it's, it's so important. It's such an important piece for, for life and health and wellness right now. So. It's really interesting that you just said that about being selfish. Cause Ashley and I talk about that you know, we've talked about self-care yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. all the time. And, and there was there was a time, uh, actually, you and I were just talking about this, and maybe it was last last week in our podcast, you and I were talking about how, um, you know, in our 20s, we did all those things for ourselves, right? Before we had a family, before we had kids, we went to the spa, we spent that money on ourselves because that's what we had. We got the massages, we did a spa day. Yep. And then you get married and you have kids and you don't do that for yourself anymore. And that's most likely the time that you really need to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like, aren't you, don't you feel when you are taking care of yourself, don't you feel like more mindful as a mo mother, you know, like, you're oh, it was, <laughs> yes. yeah, I've been actually really good at doing it 
during this crisis. Um, like I've been paying my oldest child $5 every morning to take care of her sisters until nine o'clock. So I just, and maybe I sleep in or maybe I don't, maybe I do yoga, but I, I get my time back. And, and that to me is like not being, I mean, yeah, it's being selfish, but I'm taking care of myself so I can be a better mom and worker as a result. I don't know that the word selfish has to be a pejorative in, in certain times. I mean, there are plenty of times in which, yes, being selfish is not the right move. But I almost think that when you have to take care of yourself, especially in a crisis such as this, when you have to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others, right. I think that's a good thing. Right. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I agree, definitely. I mean, if, if we're, you know, I always think about like going on a plane and they, the oxygen mask goes down and they say, put on your oxygen before you help the next person. You know, I think a lot of us just, especially moms and, and um, especially moms and, you know, entrepreneurs that we, we forget sometimes to take care of us and we, you know, think it's a selfish thing, but it's, it's actually very necessary in order to sustain our life and our business and our family. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, I mean, right. I mean, especially as an entrepreneur, because if you are not healthy, especially when you're, your small businesses, such as all of us are, when you're, when you're not healthy, it's, it's not just you that pays those prices. It's your, it's your company uh -huh. and the people who depend upon you for a paycheck. Agreed. Yeah. And, and you're not going to have the energy, you know, you're not getting your work out there too. Absolutely. Help, help others. Absolutely. So. Yep. So true. Well, Elizabeth, this has been a fascinating interview and we are so appreciative and grateful for you and your time and sharing your expertise and knowledge with our audience. So thank you so much. And okay. everyone, you've got to check out Elizabeth's, her website, Facebook, get, learn how to do, do acupressure at home. I'm certainly going to be doing it. I am too. Yes. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, ladies. I really appreciate it. So grateful for you. And thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thanks for being a guest. You had a great time.